Hi, welcome to the Heli Gossip. My name is Sonia Nuller. We are in the midst of a really rainy week in Mumbai, and while we love to admire the rains from our homes, we are often not keen to step out. If you are someone who steps out to exercise, it's possible that you may have missed several workout sessions recently. That's why this episode will help you. Today, we have celebrated celebrity trainer Yasmin Karachiwala on board to discuss how you can design an effective home workout routine and make progression. You may want to bring out your pen and paper for this one. Hi Yasmin, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much Sonia. It's really good to have you here. I have to ask you, uh, you know, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people become comfortable with the idea of working out at home. But um I don't was... think they had a choice. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> true. But I think we we there was definitely a lack in consistency and I guess that's maybe because people didn't understand how to progress with their workouts mm-hmm. or it just became monotonous for them. Now we know that there are different requirements that people have with regards to their fitness so whether that's addressing weight loss or whether that's working on building their cardiovascular strength or even um you know uh, building muscle strength actually. My question to you is given the number of variety of workouts that we have how do you identify the one that a person should pick when they are choosing a home based workout? So that's a really good question and uh, like you said you know people didn't have consistency because i think they would do whatever was available online and you know the media like now it's blasted the digital space and you get all types of workouts i think it's very very important for people to first identify what level of fitness they are at you know whether they're just starting out whether they've been doing a, f- a little bit of working out around the place whether they go to a gym regularly or whether they're totally a fitness enthusiast who you know work out 5 days a week and stuff once you identify that you also know what you like and what you don't like right some people love weight training some people like doing freehand exercises Uh, a lot of people are motivated towards yoga and breathing so, uh, a lot of people like to do pilates so identifying what is your happy quotient so unlike a lot of trainers for me i like to work with happy quotient you know what makes me happy because when you work out and you feel happy doing it even sometimes when you're dying you know you've chosen this for yourself right and the workout is pushing your boundaries it's pushing your limits when you have a happy quotient you tend to do it for a longer time whenever we're happy whatever makes us happy is something that we're con- going to continue to do right rather than something that's forced upon us or we've chosen because somebody else does it and you know they've seen results So I think this is really important. The third thing is to identify your goals. Am I exercising to be fitter? Am I exercising because I want to look better? Am I exercising because I want to build muscle? Am I exercising because I want to increase my cardiovascular fitness, you know? What is your goal? So if you know these things, what level are you? What makes you happy? And what is your goal? And then you choose how to achieve your goal, right? Now, as good as the digital space is it's even better because it gives you a choice to scroll and to find things that you're particularly looking for so there are keywords that you type in so if you go to youtube you type in your keywords of beginner workout strength training workout with dumbbells you know you put in your keywords and it will find you those 
workouts, right? So it's amazing that when you look, so you can find what you're looking for, but you have to make that effort to look and not just go type workout and then see the workout and start doing it. Because sometimes that workout is not meant for you. You might be a beginner who's doing an intermediate to advanced workout. You might be an advanced and intermediate person who's found a beginner workout. You know, to find what you're looking for and you will find it in the internet. It's like, ask for it and you'll get it. That's exactly what the internet does for us. The only thing is we have to be careful about what we ask. (laughs) So there are workouts that are planned according to your beginner level, your intermediate level, your advanced level, whether you want to work out with dumbbells, whether you want to work out in the gym, whether you want to work out with bands. You know, there are so many options. All you need to do is just learn how to find what you're looking for. You've mentioned a very interesting point where you spoke about how it's essential to pick something you actually enjoy doing, which you refer to as a happy quotient. That's a wonderful thing you mentioned. But, you know, how do you balance that with what your goal is? So you spoke about these two points as well. What if your happy quotient doesn't exactly match with your goal? So say I'm someone who wants to build strength, but I love to run and I don't like to lift. How do you recommend a person finds that balance? So you mix them up together. So when you run, you get your happiness quotient and then you need to build muscle. So you have to do weights. But because you've been happy, you will do the other thing as well, right? But if you only focus on building your muscles and only on weight training, you're going to take away the happy quotient. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't mean my happy quotient might be eating pizzas. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that's all I'm going to do, right? Because I want to look good. So yes, I will eat a pizza. I will balance it by eating a big salad Hmm. with it. Hmm. So I start by eating salad and then like I love eating rice. Okay, so when there's biryani, I will eat a salad. So it's not just leaves and whatever. I'll make the salad really interesting. Hmm. I'll eat my salad so my stomach is half full. Hmm. So then the amount of biryani I consume is much less. And like if I'm eating a chicken biryani, I'll first eat the chicken pieces Mm. from the biryani. Mm. And so by the time I reach the rice, I'm going to consume a little bit of it, which is going to make me happy. Yeah. But I'm not overindulged in it. Right. Right. So we have to learn to balance these things. And it's so simple. And the reason I say happiness quotient, because at the end of the day, you want to be fit. Right. Whatever else we want to achieve, whatever our goals are, are great. They are little tweaks. Mm. But our main focus is being fit. Yeah. Right. You're only going to be fit if you continue it as a journey. Fitness is a journey. Yeah. And not a destination. Okay, I have to build muscle. I've built my muscle. Now I'm going to stop. Yeah. Now what's going to happen to my body? Right. So to continue fitness as a journey, you need to enjoy the process. Mm. If you're going to enjoy the process, you're going to look forward to it and complete. Your day will not feel complete if you've not done that one thing that makes you happy, right? Mm. So for me, that's what's important. Over the years, I've been in the fitness industry now for three decades, 31 years completed this year. And I have shifted the way. Yes, I've done weight training. I've killed myself. I've broken my bones, (laughs) not literally, but my muscle. Yeah. I've now reached a stage where I feel like you need to nourish your body, Hmm. right? You need to do things that make you feel good, that are nourishing from within. Hmm. Food nourishes you from a palate, but exercise nourishes us from 
you know, from our bones, from our muscles, from our, you know, cells, from our nerves, from all of that. Yeah. Do you think someone should like lift for three days a week or run for three days a week? Do you have that segregation? I make that segregation according to the goals people have. Got it. I don't like to say that this is what you should do because see for me, I feel like a person who doesn't exercise at all. For them, even one day of exercise is going to be great. Yeah. But rather than doing 60 minutes of exercise in one day, I would rather that they break it up to 10 minutes mm -hmm. for six days. Hmm. Right. So they get and 10 minutes is not difficult for anyone. In fact, my next book is called The Perfect 10, which is coming out at the end of this year. Okay. And those have 10 minute workouts for people who don't do anything. Hmm. Now, if you have a goal where you want to look good, you, you want to build muscle, you want like, say, for example, one of my uh, actors, Okay, like Katrina, when she's working for a song hmm. and she needs to have that particular kind of body for that song. Yes, we will work out every day for that goal, doing our weight training, whatever, whatever that we need to do. But we'll get Pilates in three times a week because she enjoys doing that. Okay. Right. So when we're doing six days of weight training or functional training or, you know, CrossFit or you know, whatever other kind of training we're doing, hmm. we will get in things that we enjoy doing every alternate day hmm. to keep that happy factor, that happy quotient going. If someone is listening to this podcast and say they want to formulate a chart for themselves, if they're a beginner, uh, do you recommend that they focus on one thing a day or would you rather they do, they target different components? I believe for beginners is a full body workout. Okay. Okay, not a body part workout. Hmm. So a full body workout. And for me, like say you were a beginner and you came to me. Yeah. I would make you do a full body workout three times a week. Mm -hmm. But I would not add in too many weights. Hmm. Because I want to work on your posture. I want to work on your alignment. I want you to learn to lift your own body weight hmm. before you add on dumbbells. Hmm. Right. Because what happens with external weights is once you get them, it becomes all about that. Yeah. It doesn't become about what you have, your strength. Hmm. Right. Hmm. So I like to focus on a person's strength and your inner capabilities and then add on the weight accordingly. And I like doing a full body workout for a beginner because it's a great introduction hmm. to work every part of your body. Also, you don't feel so sore after a workout when you've done Two sets of legs, two sets of chest, two sets of back, two sets of arms, two sets of abs, right? If you went into a gym and you did one day of legs, you will definitely be sore the next day. And then that will demotivate you. Right, absolutely. What are your recommendations for someone who needs to understand their postural alignment? So, do you think it's always wise that someone spends a few classes with an expert or do you think they should maybe record themselves? How do you analyze? How do you think they should check their form before they start? It all depends on the cost factor, right? Okay. If I don't have money to hmm. get someone to check my form hmm. and you're going to tell me that's what you need to do, it's firstly demotivating, yeah. right? Hmm. Because I don't have the money. So we have the ideal posture, but actually there is no ideal posture because nobody in the world has an ideal posture. Okay. But we like when we see posture deviations, hmm. we like to keep the ideal posture in mind and work towards going towards that posture. But having said that, sometimes our habits and our lifestyles change our posture. 
right? Like when we walked in and the RJ was sitting on a chair, which was much slower. And that's what I told him about his posture, right? So the ideal posture is your earlobe is over your shoulder, which is over your waist, which is over your hip, which is over the side of your knee and which is over your ankle bone and your heel. Yeah. Right. That is your ideal side posture. Hmm. So that is what we want to work. Now, with our lifestyle and constantly looking down at our phones and looking forward at our computers, our upper body posture deviates forward. We have a forward neck. We have a down neck. So we need to do stuff to correct it. When you look at your own posture, which was your question, ask someone to record you from the side. Take a picture from mm. the side. Take a picture from the front. From the front, it's your the center of your forehead to your nose, to your chin, to the center of your chest, to your navel, to your pubic bone. Yeah. Right? That's the front. And then you have your legs, which is your hip bone or your ASIS, to your knee, mm. to the front of your uh, foot. Yeah. Right? That is your front posture. So you take that picture and then you see how you shift from that posture. Mm. Again, you go on the internet, you find forward head. Exercises to correct forward head. Mm. Right? You will see pictures. You identify yourself with the picture that you're seeing. Mm. And you do those exercises for mm. yourself. Mm. But like I said, there is no perfect ideal posture. We all deviate from it. Right. And I get a shock sometimes when I see, because I work a lot with physiotherapists and chiropractors, right? And they'll always pick me as the example. And then we see the deviations and it's like, oh my God. But like I said, we all work with the best with what we have, Correct. right? Yeah. Like, And it's really strange when you see sports people, you will see the biggest deviations, because like if you see a bowler, he only uses one side of his body. Yeah. And that's when Pilates helps. Because Pilates balances and aligns you. Yeah. Rectifies and balances. Yeah. Course. So for people who are working towards postural analysis, it's take pictures of yourself sitting. The internet is a great place. Hmm. You know, go on the internet, find the perfect sitting posture. It'll show you the picture. Look at your picture. Compare it. Mm. See the deviations. Mm. Find that again on the internet. And like say lumbar spine is, you know, not curving enough or too is too lordotic. Mm. Find how to correct that. Mm. Mm. Right. So I work a lot with physiotherapists, even on my Instagram and Facebook. And I uh, put up, uh, you know, like I talk about these things. I mm. talk about when you're walking and talking on the phone, what happens to your body? Mm. You know, when you're constantly looking at a computer, what happens to your body? When you're constantly looking at your phone, your day-to-day -day things and how to correct that, mm. how to do exercises to improve your posture. Right, right. So what is the next step? So if someone wants to go ahead and formulate a workout chart for them, what is the next step that they should do? Do you think they should target the bigger muscles of the body? It depends whether they're a beginner, intermediate, advanced. Correct. It depends what your goals are, hmm. right? So if say, for example, you're a beginner and your goal is fitness, hmm. like I said, we would do circuit trainings hmm. to increase your and add in a little bit of cardiovascular, like a little bit of spot jogging <clears throat> or skipping, you know, or just side to side taps or whatever, just to keep that heart rate going to increase your cardiovascular fitness, your endurance, and then add some push-ups or modified push-ups, squats, things like that to work from at home, right? If you're an intermediate person hmm. who's trying to build a program, again, what are your goals, right? If your goal is to increase muscle size, so you would then 
focus on body part training. So you would work if you and you have three days a week to work out, then you would do your basic back and biceps, chest and triceps, legs and shoulders and abs every day. Hmm. That's how you would do your workout. And if you were an intermediate person who was just looking at fitness, I would say do strength training, add in a little bit of cardio the next day, hmm. you know, do a full body workout, uh, shake it up. Yeah. Because our body adapts really easily to the kind of workout that we are doing. So I like to shake it up all the time. I don't ever repeat a workout. You know, I like to do different workouts every day hmm. because uh, your body doesn't know what's coming. Hmm. Having said that, when I make a new workout, like say I'll make a new functional training workout, I like to do it twice with a client because the first time you're in shock, right? You don't know what's coming. You don't know the rep. The second time you do it better. Yeah. And then you move on to something else. Hmm. So there are lots of things that you can play with. If you feel like a workout was difficult, it was complicated, I would suggest do something else the next day, come back to it. Yeah. Because then you've understood it and you'll do it better and you'll get more benefit hmm. out of a workout that you do well rather than the, a workout that you're confused about. Right. right. And then uh, for an advanced person, it's an OSS. You can do anything. They like to work out one body part a day. They're working out six days a week. Uh, they like to do competitive stuff. So it just depends. And I don't think they would need you and me to tell them how to work out <laughs> yes, because yeah. they know exactly what they want to do. But yeah. I think we're more focused on people who are beginners and who are just finished beginners moving into intermediate mm -hmm. and figuring out what to do. And one of the common complaints that I heard from people was that, um, you know, they, they, they find themselves doing the same stuff repeatedly because you're working out from home. If you don't have weights, you think it's the same set of workouts, right? Whether that's your jump squats or whether that's your burpees, um, things like that. What are the mistakes that you think people make when they are working out from home that demotivates them to actually make progress? Doing the same kind of workout is boring. Hmm. It needs to change. Now, during the pandemic, I was doing online workouts. Right? Every day I would do workouts. I, I had classes where I was doing online workouts and I would literally sit every night and plan what I wanted to do. The exercises don't change, right? We have these two, three, four hundred exercises. What happens is most people use the same exercises again and again and again because they like them. And I have this habit since I've started working. I sit and make workouts for myself or my clients or whatever. And I write all the work, different kind of work. I have like a directory of exercises and then I choose exercises. Mm. And when I choose exercises, I mark them in like I, I'll put a yellow tick or whatever or a red tick. So I don't reuse them. Okay. Once I've finished using all the 400 exercises that I have in a combination, hmm. then I go back and make another combination hmm. or permutation with hmm. the same exercises. So say I'm doing Tabata. Hmm. So the Tabata format is ideally you do an exercise for 20 seconds with a 10 second break. You choose four exercises. So for example, if you're using squat, you're using squat jump, you're using planks and you're using knee tucks. 
Okay, these are your four exercises. You will do them for 20 second squats, 10 second break to set up for squat jump, 20 second squat jump, 10 second break to set up for plank, 20 second plank, 10 second break to set up for your knee tucks, right? And then you have a 20 second break to go back to your squat and you repeat this for two cycles. Yeah. That's what an ideal Tabata is. I take it a little further for yeah. my, so this is a beginner's Tabata. Yeah. I take it a little further for my advanced clients where I make it 40-20. So it's 40 seconds of work with 20 second break to mm. set up for the next exercise. Mm. So now say if I'm making a Tabata workout, so an ideal one 45 minutes to an hour Tabata will have some five to six such sets, mm. right? Or four exercises. Mm. I will use my 400 exercises and see how many Tabatas I can get out of those 400 and in the 400 there are beginner intermediate advanced levels yeah so i will make it accordingly like i'll make the first four uh, workouts with the beginner you know emphasis the next four with intermediate and the next four with advanced once i finish it i will start another training program say circuit training right so then i will start all the 400 exercises and put them in a circuit training format. Hmm. Then say I go to HIT, H-I-I-T, which is high intensity interval training and I will use them in that. Yeah. So, th- and I never know what combination I've used it. So, right, I'm just picking it up. Yeah. So, that is how I make my workouts and hmm. People who work out in that format hmm. never get bored hmm, yeah. because though the ex and you want some familiar exercises, but when your format changes, it makes it interesting. Now imagine if you had a format which was new and the exercises which were new, you would not land up doing anything in twenty seconds. Yeah. So you need familiar exercises in your twenty second window, but you're changing it so quickly that it's taking away boredom. Hmm. So for me, it's playing with how you work out to keep the interest going. We of course know that, you know, one of the principles of progression, at least that's spoken about in in exercise science is changing the frequency, intensity, type or time that you do it in. What is your take on, you know, someone who wants to actually progress? So say someone has been following a workout for a while, but they are finding it tough to move on to the next level. What do you think could be going wrong? I think diet plays a very, very crucial part in your uh, fitness uh, you know journey your progression your uh, goals it's it's a very very so according to what you're achieving like you said and in our country we have a lot of vegetarians who don't get enough protein Mm. and I would like to encourage them to eat more protein and I think people also have a phobia about protein shakes right Mm. so the moment you tell somebody protein shakes they're like no 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 I don't want it if you aren't progressing in your fitness journey and your workout plan definitely you need to rework and relook at what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and you're not doing what you're not doing enough of maybe so if you're looking at muscle gain you definitely have to think of increasing your weights now you can't mindlessly increase your weight so you have to change the way you do a squat Mm. so if you're doing a regular squat and you've increased your weight to a level where you do can't anymore you change it to a sumo squat or you change it to a different type of squat or you change it to a leg press yeah and work on that for a while, go back to the squat. So change the type of exercise that you're doing mm. within enough inter- time intervals 
that you don't your body doesn't get accustomed to it mm-hmm. and your body has to constantly adapt to making those changes mm-hmm. yeah water is another factor that people don't drink enough of okay right because some people here don't drink water some people here drink a lot of water but for me i believe that drink water before you're thirsty because right. thirst is an indicator that your body is already dehydrating right. right right so don't wait to be thirsty if you're working out especially depending on the climate mm. and even if you're working out in the cold mm. you do need to hydrate yourself mm. right because you are expending that much energy last thing that i have to ask you yasmin is if someone is looking to dedicatedly create a workout plan for the long run if you're working with weights don't jump and get that heavy weight and try to do that exercise if you've been doing it in the gym because the way a gym is designed is very different so like if i'm doing a chest press on a bench in a gym i have the barbell rack where i can place my barbell and add on dumbbells right if i'm doing it with heavy dumbbells probably somebody is giving the dumbbells to me yeah. now if i'm lying on a bench trying to lift say 25 kilo weights off the floor and take it into a chest press it is very very dangerous yeah. right so when we are working out at home and we trying to go heavy you need to have a kind of a semi gym setup to be able to lift heavy hmm. to be able to assist you with the most injuries don't happen when you're doing a workout most injuries happen when you're getting into position or when you're getting out of position yeah. so i think these are things that you really need to be careful about and right. be safe safety is really really important Okay great thank you so much for your time Yasmin was lovely talking to you thank you You're most welcome Sonia thank you for having me over